Yeah, Spencer, there's been something that's been eating away at my mind lately. Yeah? The injustices of the world, one in particular. Okay. A promise, something we were promised as young boys. Okay. A bill of goods we were served, but we never got the product. When I was a kid, and I know you remember this, we were promised that when we grew up, if we drank a certain shitty kind of beer, we would get hot twins lusting after and us. Twins. And twins. And you know what? I saw two morbidly obese twins kind of looking in my direction today at work, and I'm thinking, no, no, that never happened. Not it's, once. It's not those, those ones. No, it's not, a different not those twins. It's a different set. Believe it or not, I bet you there's more fugly oh, twins than uh-huh. hot twins. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, I can't even express the sorrow once you really think about everything we were promised as young men or young boys and we grow up. It's like, oh, I drank all this shitty beer that I hated and I never got the twins. Did you uh, drink it though? Mm, I don't remember what beer, Budweiser maybe? Maybe it was high Budweiser, yeah. Oh shit, are they a sponsor? No, they're yeah. not a sponsor. Who, who fucking Sam Adams sponsors this show? No, I, no, 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 nobody sponsors that. Heineken, no, sure. Nobody. Nobody. No, no. You just, you just, you're just an alcoholic. Oh, <laughs> why do I have a liquor cabinet full of booze if we're not sponsored? Who's paying for that? You, you, you sir, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. You're telling me this whole time I've been buying this expensive ass booze and haven't been getting reimbursed by any sponsors? Yes. Fuck. And, and a lot of it you've took out to, to like, book club and had other people drink that you didn't even drink it. Damn. Yeah. I mean, imagine all the shitty expensive stuff that you bought that you don't have because you just gave away to people. That's really disappointing. I, I don't know what to... I don't know how to feel. It's like my life was a lie. We're going to get sponsors though, right? Sure. We're going to get, like, a whiskey sponsor? Yeah, Caleb, yes. You know what's going to happen? We're going to get, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> extra cleanliness vaginal douches like that'll be our sponsor oh we'll get like the non that new uh non-alcoholic heineken Ugh. heineken zero sponsor of the podcast just because when you want the taste of heineken but not any of the getting fucked up that comes along with it and also not really the taste of heineken probably just like a mild I mean, skunk who, flavor who's just like you know what i could really go for just like a heineken but i don't i don't want to get drunk i just want to taste that that beer bitterness of yeah i feel like if i want a nice cold refreshing beer i'm gonna want a beer not a fake beer but maybe if you have like severe alcoholism and you still want to drink but you can't anymore but that's a gotta be a well maybe that's not such a small market i just feel like we need a i mean i guess with the writing part it should be like a writing sponsor but i feel like the whiskey would be would be a good sponsor. Ooh, uh, what what's that whiskey that we like? That I really like. All of it. Oh, oh yes, but the kind of like I will actually like. I I would look forward to drinking though. That doesn't murder my face every time I drink it. It's one of the creeks. Which which creek is it? Knob Creek. Knob no, creek. No, 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 no. Pine Creek. Pine Creek. No, well, they're both pretty good, but I think Pine Creek is like the Knob Creek's a little. Uh... More potent. The Pine Creek's a smooth Canadian blend. Goes good with maple syrup and bacon. No Canadian. AKA hunk of ham. I think we're going way, way too into this. I don't even remember what the. Oh, the twins. 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 And twins. So the point is. Twin battle twins. You drink the fancy beer, the only thing you're going to get is alcoholism. Yeah. No, no twins. And a beer good. I don't even think alcohol commercials. Do they have commercials anymore? Are they allowed? Very, like not as much. They're like, not allowed to drink the beer. Yeah, they they and they can't it. have hot chicks selling yeah. the beer anymore. Like they like you still see a whole bunch doing like football games and shit like that. But you get like Neil Patrick Harris Harris saying, "Ooh, Heineken's great," and then he has to fake drink it off yeah. camera because they're not allowed showing the boozing, which is a good direction to go in. Yeah. But you know what? You never see whiskey commercials that are good. You always see the stupid Mila Kunis ones. What's that? Um, the uh. The the liquor that uh, Ryan Reynolds is is that a whiskey gin? Is it gin? Is it like aviation gin? I couldn't remember what it was. I don't remember because Hugh Jackman dumped it on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why that's, that's what brought it up. Uh, you know what? Let's get into this episode before we just talk about before we just go too hard into the drunken part of the pen writing, which there's nothing wrong with that. No, but we haven't been drinking a lot lately. 
At least I haven't. No. I don't know about you. You've been going on some bent. You've been doing no. just straight up cocaine with hookers. Well, yeah, that's different. I mean, you but that's not much different. He than... was asking if I was drinking, but you're just living up your high school days again. Yeah, <laughs> the, the glory days. <laughs> that's why you got no roof for your yeah. mouth anymore. Yeah. Like, that'd be fucked up. Uh, I don't know how people do cocaine. Hmm. Maybe I, I like I could like I don't physically could do cocaine. I think because like. Like I was talking to Caleb earlier, you might be able to tell fine folks, but I'm a little stuffed up now because of my allergies. But even whenever that, even whenever that's not a problem, I just feel like my nose is still, still so congested that like if I try to snorch anything, yeah, like it wouldn't make it in there. My nose, my nostrils would just be caked with cocaine. Uh, yeah, I don't know how people do that. Anyway, DPW today brought to you by Jaguar Peruvian Gold, White Gold, the cocaine with the most. Sorry, that's a new sponsor. I just got a text message. <laughs> Fuck. Let's oh. get it. Let's just get doing stuff. Sexual stuff. I mean. Oh, what? what? Hey there, people. You are listening to the Drunk Pen Writing Podcast with two cool guys. I'm Caleb James. With me today is Spencer, the Barbados Barracuda Breeder Ooh. Church. <laughs> Can't all be winners there. I like it. I mean, this sounds like something you could do, though. Yeah. They need barracudas and they need breeding. Somebody's got to do it. somebody got to jerk off a barracuda into it. Yeah. You finger fuck those barracudas. Get them good. Yeah. Ooh, today we got a... Whoa. Ooh. I'm drinking out of a 50 pound mug just in case anybody's wondering what it's that like, pounding it's, it's was. It's like a Thor mug. It's like something <laughs> you would like Thor would drink out of. Well, normally this is my beer mug, but this is my uh, coffee mug today, I guess. Today we kind of got a free flowing, poetic type of podcast. It's not going to be any of that. No. But we are doing a brainstorming episode. Do I hear something? <gasps> what a surprise. As soon as the podcast starts, there's ruckus. I hear the dog licking. I feel bad for him. He's so hot. Oh, it's got to be terrible. He hates it. Mm. Even uh, with all the fur that I see Mindy, like... Constantly brush take, off Yeah, him. yeah. Like, it's never enough. So anyway, I was licking the doorknob, right? Yeah. All the chrome came up. Oh, hey, Mindy. What's up? He didn't even take his jacket off. Uh, he's just laying there because he's hot. Is the air still on? I had it on for an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. So Spencer Church. Yes. The man of mystery. Uh huh. The guy with the thousand penises. Yep. In and around not, his not, butt. Not all of them mine. Most of them not. <laughs> um, you kind of brought up because we used to do a long time ago that I don't know if we ever published any because they were so terrible. Not the episode, just the quality. Yeah. The audio quality. Uh, brainstorming sessions that we have done in the past. So we are bringing that back, and you were talking about writing. A novel. Yes, I kind of, we, I've been, you know, I feel like I have a good handle on the flash fiction that we do for the website, and I've even, in current process, working processes of uh, some short stories, and I feel like I'm handling those pretty well for the most part. So you want to um, dive into the long story format. Yes, yes, I think that is the next level that I think I need to tackle here soon once I get these short stories done. You know? right, I don't right. want them caught before the horse, but, you know. Well, you have absolutely zero idea, title, or anything for nope. this, which makes it extra fun. So first off, what kind of genre do you want to write in? Well, what do you think would be your strongest genre, and do you necessarily want to go that path, or do you just want to try something different? I think my strongest would have to be some kind of like like horror, like not necessarily horror, like like monsterish, but like just like like just like a fucked up kind of story, like right, um, some like some, with some weirdness or maybe like supernatural elements or things like that. That seems like a lot of things that I kind kind of uh, gravitate to in my storytelling. Of uh, it, everything kind of seems normal, and then there's just like this one little weird thing that's off, and all of a sudden it just takes a dramatic turn in a way, and usually lots of murder. Yeah. You usually end up having lots of murder at the end. Or some kind of murder. Yeah, somebody normally doesn't make it. 
Yeah. I edited your work, so I see it's always murder. <laughs> well, you, you write what, what you What's the last happy story you wrote? I write some happy stories from time to time. I You usually write murder. The last one I wrote, it was around, was it last Christmas? I wrote it like a Christmas. That was a good story, I, yeah. I wrote a, 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 a Christmas-themed flash, flash fiction story about this guy trying to find, like, the, the hot kid toy for for his daughter. I, I think it was his daughter. And that one kind of, that one was nice. There wasn't, like, a severed head in a box or anything like that. But you also wrote a couple more flash fictions about Black Friday kids getting stomped. Yes, well, that's just from, uh, you know, <laughs> as I said, you write what you know. You, you, uh, the stomping part or yes. just the seeing the stomping? A little bit of both. <laughs> uh, well, that, like, as I was writing that, like, the vision I had in my head was in the beginning of, like, The Lion King when Simba's trying to get, get through, like, it oh, no, yeah, I got you. Getting, trying to make it through all, like, the antelope, you know, that just murdered his father, like, <laughs> The stampede. That's what was kind of going through my head as I as I wrote that. Fair enough. All right, so we're gonna go with horror. Yeah, because like I think my my weakest would probably be like some kind of like fantasy or, or like a romance. Like I don't I don't really. Want I thought you were like strong into transgender erotica. Well, that's, or is that just what you like reading? Yeah, <laughs> that's a different. Uh, too much belly button talk in those. That's weird. <laughs> like too much torso talk. Strong tone torso. Like why? I don't get it. Ripped, sweating. They just feel like that's the only part you can focus on without getting weird? Yeah. I don't know. I don't need to hear about the sweat going down into the belly button, pooling, sucking at me. With and, it's never, and it's never realistic because it's like, if it was realistic, they'd be like, and then it, it dripped into the belly button lint and just stayed there for a minute until it got soggy. The belly button lint floated to the top like mm-hmm. an iceberg in the salt lakes of Utah prehistoric times. And then the penis ejaculated. Like, oh, well, okay. All right. So, I don't know. My writing style, for a lot of times, usually I just come up with like a random idea and I'll work off of that. But often I find I get like a, just a cool title in my head, and I actually work a story around the title. See, like title is always the last thing for me. I suck at naming things. See, usually it's like the first thing I do. I come up with like a title or an idea related to a title, and then I just work from there. So we'll have to do backwards for my method for you here. So title to be determined. Um, you said a supernatural story. Yeah, that seems to kind of be like where I, is that like as as we said, you edited a lot of my stuff. Is that is that accurate? Is that where you feel like a lot of my stuff goes? I th- I definitely think there's some supernatural elements. Kind of, uh, I get more of a Carrie feel than a uh, Shining feel. Yeah. Like not necessarily ghost type of thing. Yeah. More of, yeah, like you said, just kind of like, things like, that are odd. odd. Yeah, just odd little things. Hmm. So that will take out witches. Yeah. Mummies, werewolves. Slasher kind of guy. Slasher. Michael Myers. The comedian, not the murderer. Because <laughs> he used to kill the box office, but now he's just... I don't know what he's killing our hearts, I guess, because his movies are... Man, he doesn't really make movies anymore. Uh, yeah, unless if it's a Shrek thing. Yeah, Love Guru. <laughs> Sucked. Well, we're going supernatural here. Let's start with the setting. All right. You go... Now, we always talk about doing a Pittsburgh-based setting because we, at least we rarely read work set in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And that's the kind of like not necessarily herm turf, but it's yeah, it's close enough. See, I find in a lot of my work, I kind of gravitate towards a uh, like Maine, Kentucky, like place where it's just kind of wooded. Yeah, not necessarily a secluded neighborhood, but like a small kind of. I never. I mean, I want to do more big city stuff, or even like Pittsburgh's size city stuff, but I never can get really good at a story. That'd be more urban fantasy, maybe. Um, well, well, at least that's the kind of the longest thing about like where we live. If you, you could always go outside of, we have a lot, yeah, a lot of just rural have, areas. Just in Pennsylvania in general, because you know, as you know, the school we went to, we were the inner inner city inner city school. A just because we had more than white people there, and you know, we had paved roads. I would say that maybe you can go in inner city, like because how our city is set up, you know, south of Pittsburgh. It really is like we have a like, some decent sized little cities, and then literally you can drive five minutes out of the city, and it's just farmland yeah. everywhere. So maybe you can do like, you know, the inner city kids that are at the school, 
kind of end up out into the rural sticks, and then that's where your supernatural tale can take yeah. off. Yeah, because like I want to kind of, I want to kind of stay away from like kind of like demons, maybe because like that's like the um the uh one of the flash or one of the show stories that I'm working on are very deep in like demons and hell and things like that. Well, let me make a suggestion for you, good sir. How about you go folklore style? Folklore? Like bringing like actual... Uh, make up your own oh, Pennsylvania up folklore. Okay. Um, I'm thinking maybe like some kind of Native American spirit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like maybe like a pumpkin head style. Yeah. You know, some kind of, not necessarily demon possessed thing, but something that's brought on by, you go kind of H.P. Lovecraft did that with Native American folklore. I think he had a, I remember there was one story he had, it was like this big mound, which are real things, like the biggest pyramid in north america i forget where it's at oklahoma or somewhere it's a native american dirt mound but it's considered like you know man-made structure but he he had a story that it was like somebody ended up going into it they could climb into it and it was a whole city underneath the ground it was like these weird creatures and stuff but you could maybe do something to do like a native american element it doesn't have to be native american i mean you can have you know, something from slave times or even more modern times. You pretty much do it every one. I think maybe like a Jonestown kind of thing would be cool. Yeah. And then you can have like a colonial setting or something for like whatever spirit came. It depends. Do you want somebody to get possessed? Do you want, you know, just something that the uh, protagonist has to fight off or is getting chased? Are you going Jeepers Creeper style? Or are you going, uh, you said you want to stay away from slashers, so. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't have a problem with killing anybody, but. No, I mean, you don't want just like a, just a, guy in a unstoppable mask. zombie or something. Yeah. That's kind of stupid. And like as we as we were talking about before show, the because um, like all those like all those ideas we were talking about, like I like them and I think they would be fun to write. But like I don't know, like and maybe it's just a skill set yet that I haven't quite mastered. You know, obviously I haven't mastered, but haven't quite learned yet is uh, broadening stories out into like an actual novel length right other than you know at the longest maybe like the longest thing i've read was like what like twelve thousand words something like that yeah 12 15 000 words well you definitely want to plot it out so actual beginning middle and end because short stories you have like if you do a proper short story you still have your beginning middle and end but it's a lot more condensed yeah so we'll use your um Daily Rounds is an example. Or the serial story that was probably like twelve to fifteen thousand yeah. words. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's yeah. probably been the lot. Simple, simple start. Kid gets uh, an online. What was it? He uh, he for looking for job, a job application. Yeah, looking online, he finds like an ad for. Uh, and he was like into comics or ghost or something like that. And uh, I think he wanted to make a comic, right? Yeah. So he, he kind of found like this weird. It's like a job at a spooky hotel kind of thing, and uh, or a weird hotel and say spooky. Anyway, he gets apartment he, building. Yeah, apartment building. Yeah, and then he uh, he gets the job as uh, what was it like the maintenance landlord type yeah. of deal? Not landlord, but the overseer sort of guy. And uh, you know, we'll just get through. So that's the beginning. He gets the job. So you start off with him in the job. Then the middle part was him going through the apartment, learning the job, and meeting all these fucking weird people yeah. in these crazy rooms and all this shit. And then obviously the end is him. You know, I won't give it away for anybody who wants to read it, but. The the ending of it is uh, him coming to either terms with the place yeah. or, you know, it had a solid ending. So, your novel would have those three ba- basic principles. So, again, like I said, we'll just use the example of inner city kids going rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Maybe uh, the beginning is it's fall. There are, I'm sure there's some kind of fucking prom or dance or something, homecoming, something in the fall, right? I don't I mm. fucking get any dances, but I think they have... Autumn Bash. There you go. I went, I went to like one. <coughs> I went to one. Like it wasn't even prom. It was what was the other one? Like homecoming. Home, homecoming. I went to one homecoming and I literally went in like blue jeans and a t shirt. Wasn't lit. No, like I didn't. Didn't I, slap. The the one thing I did like I had Brad. Remember Brad? He used to work I with saw us. I him the other day. Yeah. Um. He because we were waiting to get in and like I asked him because we, we were they might not let you in so like. I borrowed a sports coat and wore a sport coat until we got in. And then once we got in, I, gave, him, I gave it back to him. Like, why the fuck care if people dress up at our school? The principal came something to me when I gave him punch about it. Like, he didn't, like, say he wasn't, like, a dick about it. But he just said something about, like, uh, like dressing up. Like, oh, I see you really dressed up for yeah. it and stuff. I was just like, yep. <laughs> yep, don't give a fuck. 
So anyway, so say some kind of fall dance or something. If we're using high school kids, because yeah. that's an easy trope. Yeah. I mean, again, if the novel, you're probably not going to want to go with just typical tropes, but just for the sake for the, of... Yeah, for the... To move it along. Yeah. We'll, we'll do high school kids, fall dance, maybe... Uh, Want to smoke some wacky tobacco, right. have a little bonfire, some partying. Again, another trope. So they go out to, you know, rural Pennsylvania somewhere here. Maybe someone owns a farm they know. Something like that. Which people like to do around here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, that is a trope for a reason. Because in places like this, that is a weekly occurrence. Yeah. Even, you know, summertime. where Whenever. Um, kids go out. This is where your character development starts. I would say avoid, obviously, your stereotypical, one's a jock, one's a cool guy, you know, because I would go more with, like, how our school experience was. Everybody kind of meshed don't together. Just, don't just kill the black guy first? Um, well, if you're using the inner city school, like the one we went to, it would be more like five black guys and one white <laughs> yeah. dude. So, I don't know. That'd be a little... That would definitely suck. <laughs> just pick up Five all black dudes all die and immediately... Wait a minute. First five minutes. <laughs> And then the white guy heroically whitened his way down the road <laughs> yeah. with his hand thrown in the air whitely. Like. But, uh, all right, so, so that's the setting. So let's say go to this farm that they think is owned by, I don't know, some, usually it's some dumb, for a better word, bitch. Yeah. That's what they always are in these movies and stuff. So some dumb lady, some dumb, dumb teenage girl, my, my uncle owns a farm, we'll go there, my cousin owns a farm, something like that. So they go to this farm. And then um, maybe they think they could just have a fire or something, right? Well, maybe maybe like that farm's on like some kind of burial ground. Mm, there you go. So there's your setting. And then uh, also with horror, you really got to set atmosphere. So that's one thing you'll definitely have to work on doing because I don't do that because I don't. Well, I mean, I don't do that as much as I should because I don't write a lot of horror, but I want to start writing more horror. Yeah. So I definitely got to work on the setting, the atmosphere. So, you know. They don't just go to a farm in the dark. You know, they creep along because, you know, they don't know if they're supposed to be there. Maybe they want to sneak a little uh, booze or something and then uh, a little bit of a mist or, you know, the clouds over the moon. Yeah, that kind of shit. Sunsets and, and things oh, and darkness. Yeah. Well, Moons, everything's lit by the, by the full moon. Yeah. Shadows and the trees are skeletal because they have no leaves. That kind of stuff. The ground slightly marshy and their feet stick to it with every step. Maybe that kind of alludes yeah. to when they're running you, later. You, the can hear, you can hear every step they take because the ground's just <laughs> let, littered, splat, splat. littered with leaves. <clears throat> Ooh. Crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm getting a chill down my penis. Uh, all right, so the, there's your basic intro. And now what we got to hit is what is your boogeyman going to be? Huh. I want to go haunted scarecrow. Do you want to go hail? Here's one you haven't heard of. A bale of hay that gets possessed and runs people down. <laughs> oh my god, it's the bale of hay again. Fuck. That's like the almost the quick, like that. That reminds me of like the blob, something like the blob. Like, it's always as ridiculous as that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that barn door have teeth? Yeah, so you'll have to come up with that idea there on your own, sir, because I don't know what could be a good boogeyman that hasn't been done. Because the scarecrows have been done. Um, what I would recommend is looking up some Native American folklore and kind of yeah. seeing what spirits and stories they have and maybe taking some, you know, like the old Wendigo is one of my favorite. Yeah. Kind of like even in Pet Cemetery, don't they have, uh, they allude to the Wendigo? I do believe so, yeah. Yeah, so that would be something cool. Maybe I should just you know what I should probably do? I should just be that guy that writes a very a shittier version of every Stephen King novel. You could do that. Yeah, like Maximum Overdrive, you just have like a tractor. Or it's just smart cars. Smart cars. And then the computer systems fuck up and just take over and crash people on <laughs> yeah. purpose. Yeah. Like the shining is just about a guy that's really pissed off at his hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> he goes mad because it's not working. Like every time we go to a convention, they can't get the fucking <laughs> Wi-Fi to work. Free Wi-Fi. Oh, really? Is it free? Probably because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I can't use it. Can't fucking use it. Bitch whore. This is a real solid novel we got yeah. here, Spencer. <laughs> well, right, uh, well let's, 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 put, let's put that idea on the back burner. Maybe, maybe another idea could be... Uh, Maybe have something that takes place in the city, maybe. Actually, I just started writing a story, and literally the first paragraph, of a story um, for our anthology. 
Okay. For Halloween, because I want to write. I decided I'm just going to write some fresh stuff for that. I don't oh, want to recycle. Good, good. Yeah, I want some fresh stories. Of, so, one thing that always intrigues me is I don't read a lot of horror stories that take place in a big, bustling city. Yeah. So, my short story, and I think you'll like the title of this. It's a working title, but I think it's good, is uh, called The Devil's Foot. Okay. And it's going to be about, and I'm I'm going for a comedic intro. I want it to seem funny, and then it gets menacing. So that is going to take some skill on my part, so I hope I can pull it off. But I'm thinking um, my working idea, and like I said, I just started this. So my working idea is guy from, like, Nebraska, some shit little town, Nebraska, Idaho, wherever. He, uh, I'm thinking alluding maybe he had, like, family problems or, you know, maybe it was, like, he grew up with dumb rednecks or something, and he wants to be something better for his life. Bunch of shit I skip. He ends up in Tokyo somehow, right? I'm thinking big city, but I want the reason why I picked Tokyo, or it could be any other foreign city. I just want a foreign city that's really big. That, like that um, he doesn't know the language of. Yeah, himself. because I want to really cement the fact that as far away from the home he hates, he is still really lonely even yeah. here because he might be surrounded by people, but he can't speak to them, and like that'll kind of have a uh, like an undercurrent to the story, and then like what I'm gonna have is. He probably gets lost because he can't really talk to people or, you know, there's just nobody around or something. I kind of think I had to, like, start pouring out rain. Everybody's scattered. And he doesn't know where to fuck go because he can't read the signs. Yeah. Maybe his phone's dead. He can't use translate. Something like that. And he ends up going, like, a dark alley for cover. Maybe there's, like, an overhang of some sort. And he steps on a man's foot. Who is that man, Spencer? A, a devil? The devil. Ooh, the, the devil. Oh, and the he, devil. And you know his name is? How he introduces himself? No. Lou. Uh, and then uh, what I'm going to have it starts off kind of comedic and of course I'm going to make him you know you're fucking I don't want to rip off Stephen King's uh, The Man in the Black Suit one of my favorite oh, stories from so, him yeah that's good but I don't want to but I, I do want to go tall gangly guy something not right about his appearance and then as like it'll start off he's like kind of funny you know the guy steps on his foot he kind of oh, you know jokes about it and stuff and then they're stuck under this thing until the rain stops so he's talking to him and then the, I, I want the dialogue to slowly, very slowly get more sinister. That way you don't just immediately go, oh, this guy's fucked up. You just kind of slowly start picking up, well, wait a minute. Like, he'll maybe say yeah. something that's a little, well, what does he mean by that? Are you going to have him do, like, the, at, at points in time, like, kiss his S's? Like, I was thinking about that, but I did a story similar called uh, In Enter the Grifter about, like, a traveling door-to-door book salesman. Uh, and he... Uh, he did that with his S's because okay. he was a very devilish like, but he wasn't actually like the devil. But I didn't really explain. He wasn't a book salesman either. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but I think like the, my description of that guy was one of my favorites I've done on the character. So I do want to kind of use some elements of that character in this. And uh, like I said, I think I'm going to do the devil, you know, starts off jokingly and stuff. And then maybe as he gets more sinister too, maybe he's trying to corrupt the protagonist. Because, you know, that's what the devil does. Yeah. Like, Stephen King's into the, uh, or the man in the black suit. He, what do you want to do? Like, eat the kid, I think? Like, a fish? Something like that, yeah. yeah. he wanted to like, eat the kid. So, he told the kid, like, his dad's going to molest him and all this shit. Like, he told him his mom died, all this fucked up shit. So, I'm thinking I'm going to kind of go that route. The devil will just slowly go into, you know, well, your parents are dead or something. He'll know things he's not supposed to know. And that's how it'll, it'll, it'll get into sinister. But I don't have an ending for it yet. I want the protagonist to live. You do? Yeah, he's got to get away because I'm trying to write him in a way that you're going to root for him. Yeah. And you can't do that and then kill him off. That People hate that. It's a short story, though. Yeah, but I was thinking, depending on how well this does, it might be the intro to the anthology. Okay. You don't want the first anthology to be a real bummer, like the first story, because then people are going to be like, I don't want to fucking read anymore. Yeah. You can give him peanut butter in my jar if you want. You can eat my jar. It, it also has peanut butter in it. It's just it's peanut butter all around the rim. It's nutty peanut butter. Chunky. <laughs> that was good. That was a you like that? Yeah. Highbrow. Spencer got the highbrow wits from time to time. You know what, Mindy? <laughs> you could go lay down. It means your brows are high. <laughs> we should look that up. What is the what? Create because you know the big wigs. We, yeah. we learned about that on the Rogan podcast. But what's where did highbrows start? Did they used to just have really high eyebrows and that was the sophisticated look? Like your eyebrows are at the top of your fucking head. 
Maybe it's something that you say that makes everybody like, mm-hmm. like makes you open up your eyes and make you Oh, oh God! You still have the peanut butter, right? And you see that jar of pickles she has in her hands, right? Yeah, it's so good. Where are you putting those pickles? On the wrap. And where? What else is on that wrap? Peanut butter. Oh. What the? I'm not a fan of pickles to begin with at all in any way, shape, or form. I don't get it. It's so good. But is it though? I know you don't want to hear this, but are you? Are I did you, try. You made me. I'm not pregnant. I was gonna say because that sounds very much like a pregnant food. Oh, you don't even cut the pickle up or anything. No. She just that the whole pickle and just takes hours, just works your way down. I don't know what you're missing. You should have seen her when we went to the fucking Wild West Rodeo that one time they had the big jar or like the big uh, wooden barrel of old timey pickles. Yeah. <laughs> they were just for show, but she dove right in. Yeah. What was that called? Rusty's uh, Roundabout Rodeo or something? <laughs> that never happened, folks. I never went to Rusty's Roundabout Rodeo. Man, that threw me all off. So, anyway, writing this horror story now, about gonna, this girl that have, loves pickles. <laughs> Haunted so, pickles. So, you going to have them, like, stay in the alleyway the whole time while it's raining? Yeah, or? I was going to have it pouring down rain. Maybe even a little lightning for uh, atmosphere. And that, you know, that that would give him an excuse not to just fucking walk it, away from this dude. Is, but, the, de- is the devil going to, is, like is he going to look like Japanese or wherever no, he's from? No, I was going to look like American. That's another reason why he's going to talk to him is because he's actually, you know, he speaks English. I don't know if he's going to be American necessarily, but he speaks English. So he'll be like, okay, the, I can, because he's yep. so lonely anyway, because he's in the country. He's been there for a week or two, doesn't able to talk to anybody so maybe, maybe instead of like in an alleyway you should make him like go into like what like this little bar that um like you know maybe like there's a neon sign that has like a you know like a beer gas glass or something right. so that way just like you get like it's not a water room but like you give him room for like the the, the characters to like move around and they're not like so condensed like standing right because the way just the way you're talking about it, it seems like they really be standing like right next to each other yeah and then that way too like if they're at the bar like you could have like the the devil guy he he's English or whatever but he also knows Japanese or wherever he's mm-hmm. at so like he could be the one like order them drinks and stuff well, you know, like that that would be a good move too because say you know the protagonist ducks out in the bar well. If he's just because of the rain, he ducks out in the bar. Well, he's going to have to buy some. He doesn't want to yeah. be a douche. And like you said, he doesn't speak the language. Maybe, you know, all of a sudden, this, hey, I got him. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah, he does whatever whatever it is. And, yeah. And so then he goes. some Japanese he, words. You know, and, he goes over to say thanks and he sits next to him and they, and they just start having a conversation. And then he can't just get up and leave because, you know, he's hooked for the bill. He has yeah. to wait for the bill. And again, he can't speak English or Japanese, so. Yeah, it's also pouring down rain. Yeah, so maybe he'll stay a little longer. And that way, the devil can't just go all creep mode either. He'd want to be more sly. And, it, and that way, too, you could also have, like, a couple other, like, drunks in there. So it's just not, like, the two of them, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I figure there'll be some other people in there, you know. And then that gives it a reason, too, why the Japanese people aren't so focused on these two guys just talking because they can't understand them. Yeah. Whereas, you have a regular bar scene. One thing I'm always, like, one thing that always kind of throws me off in bar scenes like American Gods, for example, they're in a bar and uh, there's three of them and they're drinking mead and like arguments or fighting, whatever they have. It's like nobody fucking looks like there's all these patrons in the bar. They never care that there's all this yelling or yeah. loud talking or real intense conversation. Because I know if I'm out somewhere and I see two people in a heated, like even just discussion, I kind of look, what the fuck's happening? They never really talk about them. So this would be a reason to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could do some cool things with that. Like I said, I, I do want. That character to be able to duck out before the ultimate soul stealing or eating him or whatever decision comes to play. Maybe he invites him to go somewhere and he's like, nah, he's because he's feeling uneasy. Maybe, um, because what you said, he'd be like from Nebraska, right? Some Midwest place. So, like, he's a good chance that he could be like have a little bit of a religious background. Yeah. So, like, say maybe he, for like, and he doesn't say he doesn't necessarily believe, but like, out of force of habit, he wears like a cross. That could do or, it. Or like, maybe like they have all those different kind of saints, like, then you can get like their necklaces or whatever. And maybe he does something with that to like at least like hold him off for long enough to get out of the place into the rain. I like that. That'll work. Somehow, maybe bless the, like, the holy, like, water and make him drink it, you know, without mm-hmm. telling him. And I kind of like the idea of a chase scene like a foot chase this devil 
maybe as he goes out, he's because I kind of want him to be well, not just lanky, but almost like shape shifting lanky, where he's like maybe they go out and uh, he follows him outside, and all of a sudden he's taller than he yeah. was inside, yeah. and then they're chasing. I want his fucking long arms and legs going. You could just say like because he's so tall, but like he's he's like inside he's very Hunch, hunched yeah. over, so like his actual height is very like. Can't tell. Yeah, you can't really tell. But, like, you know what might be interesting with that? Is, like, you said you want to do a chase scene. But, like I said, you get him into that small bar. And, like, say, like, they start talking. And, like, he starts really, like, oh, this guy's kind of weird. And he's like, well, thanks, thanks for the beer. Like, here, like, I'll buy you one. And then he kind of tries to leave. But he, he just keeps on slowly following him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's your chase scene. It's Maybe just, even gets him in the bathroom or yeah, something. Yeah, like I said, then he tries to go to the bathroom and he follows him in there to trying to spark up a conversation. Like, it's just this slow burn. Like, it's not like a high-speed chase, but it's just like this, like, a little, like, cat and mouse game. Yeah, I like that. And I, I like the, like I said, I like the Tokyo setting. Another reason is because, you know, you said the little bar on the side. Well, Tokyo. I don't know if you ever seen pictures, but they really have those. Whole, yeah, they have those whole alleyway kind of things where it's just all these tiny little bars that you could just duck into. They're opened up, and you can just go right in. And then uh, not very spacious in those, so it is enough room for them to move, but not enough where they can. I'm really... thinking almost kind of like um, something along the lines of like Jose's, like you know that's not a very yeah at, at the biggest like the um. The buffet or like the the catering area, like at the very biggest, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like, like that's not a very big. It's just a big box, like you know. Yeah, I, d- I definitely think I could have some fun with this because I started writing it. Like I said, the first paragraph, and I was just really tired, but I wanted to get the idea just started. Because if I could just get the idea started, I won't forget it. Yeah, it'd be easier for when you come yeah, back. Because even if I write notes, sometimes I'll forget like where I was going with it. Though, like okay, I have these notes, but I don't have the meat of it. So if I write a little bit of the meat down, it that kind of sticks. When I started it, I just been I've kind of been in a creative funk this week. Like I just can't get cool ideas out. Yeah. I don't know why. So I'm hoping now I can take some of these ideas and you know because I, I was going in blind because usually I have a solid idea where my story's gonna go. But when I don't and I go in blind, I'm kind of just wandering. Yeah. And that's a little like I'm trying not to do that as much anymore because I find I don't finish those stories that often. And then, like, um, back to, like, my story, like, because at first I thought, well, maybe, like, because you always see, like, these convention, these guys doing, like, um, like, a superhero kind of story, but, like, in novel form. And I've never read any of those, and I just thought, I always wonder, like, how those are like in, like, a pro setting. The and only if that would be something maybe that I could, like, just with, like, my experience with that kind of stuff, like, if I could do that or not. When I was younger... And I can let you bark, so I think I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. It was a Spider-Man novel. Yeah, yeah, they have those, yeah. And I, uh, it was really good. It was, I, I really, really enjoyed it. So, I mean, again, that's Spider-Man. It's a well-established yeah. character. But you can definitely tell a good superhero story in novel form. And you can even do stuff you can't do in the comics. So, I think that would be a cool way to do, too. What if you did a horror superhero story? Mm. There you go. Super no, that's that movie Breitbart, isn't it? Or Breitberg or whatever the fuck it is. It's like a Superman if he was evil. Yeah, I got yeah, pretty much. And I guess apparently like at the end of that they found a way to introduce like an evil like kinda like Aquaman and Wonder Woman too. Ew. Yeah. Stupid. Well who's gonna save the day? I don't think that's the point. I don't think nobody's gonna save the day. I didn't see the movie. I heard it was okay though, but I d I didn't watch it. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going to go see this next Spider-Man movie because it comes out on a Tuesday. (laughs) It comes out on the second. The fuck? Because I think they want to try to get it out. They want to have it out before the fourth other than after the fourth. That makes sense. Because the fourth is on a Thursday this year. Not only am I not excited for that movie, I just don't care. It's not anything against Spider-Man. I really like the last one. It's just that's like Spider-Man, your, but I don't go crazy for that's Spider-Man. That's not your, like, the, any Marvel movie really is not your, like, yeah, that'll go-to. Get, but I'm excited for that uh, Tales You Tell in the Dark or whatever, that movie from uh, Guillermo del Toro that's coming out in August. Oh, based on those old, that. Yeah, it's based on those those horror books with the creepy illustrations. Oh, okay. And uh, it looks pretty damn good. Another sidebar they I just saw announced today <laughs> that Joe Hill... <laughs> Is doing a pop up label for DC uh, comics, horror comics. Yeah, and like I guess he's doing the first story, and then I think maybe after that or whatever, it's going to be like 
rotating creators and stuff like that. But that seems very. I, I saw the basket full of heads. Yes, Ooh. yeah, that's his. I have to pick those up, Mister Joe Hill. If you're listening, I know you are, because he's my best friend. Why apparently. wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I just want to say, I am jealous of your ability to grow such a goddamn thick beard. Oh, like that too. Like, and I know Stephen King does it. Too. They all can. Yeah. All the, the King family, but his fucking like. There's so much space between the nose and lip. Oh, he has must- he, he could have an awesome mustache. He could just have straight like he doesn't. His beard like eats his face. Yeah, but it's like shaved down, but it eats his face. Like if he could just manicure that thing, he could have the most badass, glorious beard. But he's just like he's, he's just, just like his go. dad. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's fucking let it go. Crazy looking, dude. He's such a good writer. I need to start reading some of his work, but which I wanted to bring this up to you because you told me the other day you uh. Uh, you bought that. Uh, what was it from with the Stephen King collection? Off ebook collection. Yeah, his whole collection, his whole bibliography. Now, folks, I believe that that Mr. Caleb over here just did that for the simple fact that I started this little uh, ritual that, like, I was just gonna randomly drop Stephen King books off over here whenever we come to do these episodes so that he would stop reading them. <laughs> and so after the second time doing that, oh, what a surprise. Kind of like, oh, I just bought all of his e-book collections, so, you know, you don't have to bring any over anymore. I, I can just read it whenever. I'm going to tell you two things to tell you to shut the fuck up, Spencer. <laughs> one, one, I did it because I can't be fucking walking around these giant-ass doorstops. Most of them are paperbacks. You'll be fine. They're huge and they don't fit in my bag. I'm This house of leaves in my bag it fucking crunches everything. Oh, so yeah. I put one of them Stephen King books in there. Fuck. Two, I am going to read The Shining and Doctor Sleep this summer because I'm going to see the movies. Yes, that's going to well, be Well, I'm going to see Doctor Sleep and you know, I haven't read The Shining, so I'm just going to go ahead and do those back to back. So shut up, Spencer. I got the e-books now. <laughs> it's more convenient. We're going to have to go whenever. We're going to have to go see that and then like do like a review about it. I'm so excited because it looks good. Oh, if it's anything like the book, the book is really, really good. Uh, but it is going to be a sequel of the movie The Shining. So I'm wondering how much different it will be. from. That's why I want to read the book. Yeah. Because it's definitely going to be different. But it's made by the guy who did The Haunting the Hill House, which I really liked. So that that uh, I don't know if you watched that show. It was awesome. No, I didn't watch it. It's fucking great. You should have watched it. Ooh. I have an idea for your novel. Okay. Two gay guys. All right. That's it? <laughs> no. 2019. That's not scary. But it's two gay guys. One of their penises becomes possessed. Oh. Ooh, guess who's penis? No. That's a terrible idea. What are you talking about? Just not singing. <laughs> I was going to do some ragtime, but I can't think of anything off the top of the head. I can think of ragtime songs when I'm drunk, but when I'm not, nothing. Oh, my baby. Oh, my honey. Oh, my sweetie pie. <laughs> um, So we kind of worked on my story. Why don't we work on your story that you're writing? Okay. Which is the one, the one that I'm working on now? Did you finish it? I finished the one. The hell story, you finished that. So you already know where that's going. But what about yeah. the other one? Or did we already talk about that before? The butcher story is out? I am now going back and doing edits on the first draft of that now. <laughs> um. So, wait, well, what I'm doing now is because, like, when I originally wrote it, it was kind of, like, in first person. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it took a while for me to get back to it. And then when I started writing it again, I started to do third person. Oh, that's the worst. And it, I think it's better in third person. So, you're going to switch it? So, like, that's what I, I'm in the process of now with changing all of the first person stuff into third person stuff. Oh, it's going to get messy. And then kind of, like... um Fixing like uh like sentences that don't fight quite like or like feel right. So I figured I'm gonna do all that stuff, and then do go, your actual rewrites. And yeah, then then once I do that, go to check out what I need to do story wise, like actual story wise to to fix it to make it better. Um, I actually had that with that short story collection I was working on. I had the exact same problem where I wrote it in first person. And now I'm really second guessing myself if it would be better in third person. And I kind of talked myself out because I don't want to go back and fix mm-hmm. everything. Because I kind of want it to be, um, like, I feel like it's scarier coming from the first person yeah. with the particular story I'm telling. But at the same time, it's causing me to have a lot of problems with the tenses for some reason. Because I do, like, a lot of past tense. But then I'm also like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this part should be present tense. Like, 
I'm second guessing myself on things I never did before, which yeah. is really weird. I think I just maybe the way I wrote it. So. I, I feel like I write better in third person as well, other than first person. They always say it's easier to write in first person. I always found third person easier. Yeah, I always find it like as just being like an outsider looking in or somebody telling. Because the, the way I write in third person, it's it's, it's kind of like if I was just kind of like telling you the story. Yeah, almost. It's kind of like how I write. I feel like it, how I think it comes out. My off. problem is the first person, and I'm, sh- I'm I'm sure you could do. I don't know if I've ever read a story that wasn't like this, but usually it's the first person that's also the narrator. Yeah, and that's kind of where I get trouble because sometimes, I, like you know, third person, you could throw shit in there that the protagonist doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, but if it's the first person, it's kind of. I mean, it's not hard, I guess. You know, say in third person, there's a monster coming around the corner. Protagonist doesn't know, so you could just describe the monster and it's coming around the corner. Well, in first person, if that's the narrator, then if they don't know the monster's coming, they're not going to talk about the monster yeah. coming. So it's kind of hard to. As if you bring put in breaks of like just third person narrative. I thought about that, but, but then, I don't think that's. You also have to worry about your readers who are trying to read that, and if yeah. they're going to get that, if they, you know, if that's something that they're. I th- I think another problem is other than like H.P. Lovecraft and stuff, I don't. N- most of the stories that I don't I read don't typically involve just straight first person narrative. I mean, like this House of Leaves I'm doing right now, like half of it half of it is first person, but it's not really mostly it's not it's like a narration, but it's yeah. not necessarily like the story progressing. Yeah. And, and like I get that too. Like I I don't have a problem. Like say if like in your book you're doing like a third person. But then, like, for a chapter, you have that chapter be first person to tear a certain, like, part of that story and then go back to the third person. I think as long as you do that craftily, you know, that that's not a problem. Well, what I decided to do with this collection, because, like we talked about in the past, it's about a guy who ends up in hell, which is in the form of a giant, like, endless hotel. Yeah. And he's going through the corridors. You know that we both have hell-based stories? Well, I was like Hellraiser. I always like two things: Hell stories and labyrinths. So you kind of mixing. You're getting all. You're getting both the most wards there with that story. Yeah, exactly. But um, and then so my protagonist, he's in hell, but he doesn't know it, and he's going through. Or he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want to believe it. Doesn't he thinks it's a dream? Something like that. Maybe make him like an atheist or something, so he doesn't. Well, he. uh, I had. He's gonna be a serial killer at the end. So he's a piece of shit. So, maybe, I don't know. Uh, serial killers can still be atheists. Oh, yeah, that's, that's sure can. But, um, anyway, so he ducks out into, like, certain rooms because these creatures are chasing him. And so he'll duck out into a random hotel room. And then that, you know, whoever he meets in that hotel, it's their personal hell. And then it'll kind of, like, either he's going to watch their story or they tell their story, whatever it is. But I'm going to have the individual stories in third person. So his story's first person from his perspective their stories are in third person. That's another reason why I didn't go back and change that. Yeah. Because I think that'd be kind of a cool way to do it. Because one thing like I find when I read things that are in, say, present tense, like a whole book in present tense or a whole book in first tense, sometimes I do get a little burnt out. Yeah. Like you just kind of want a little bit of a change or something different, which kind of any narrative structure, if it's the same throughout the whole thing, you might get a little burnt out if it's too long. Um Especially if it's all of the same person, too. Yeah, like like uh, Stephen King's Carrie. He breaks that up. You know, you have Carrie's story, but then he has, like, the whole thing about psychic phenomena and stuff like that. I mean, this House of Leaves, obviously, is way too broken up. But most books I have, they kind of break it up a little bit. Like, most books I read, like, the story is broken up. Even if it's just, you know, not necessarily info dump, but uh, I'm trying to think. Like, Andy Weir's story. Uh, Artemis. Yeah. You know, it was about the the main chick, and it was that was first person, right? I, I believe it was first person. Wasn't I it from her so. point of view? But then I also yeah. would switch like he had the letters in there. Yeah, remember uh, her and her pen pal. Yeah, and he had so like if you really I stop like it, those people. I heard people say that they didn't like that part of the books. I like those little things. Yeah, I really enjoyed it for what I'm the reason I'm saying it kind of broke it up. If you notice, most books you read, the narrative does kind of change or has just parts that breaks it up. And uh, usually don't even think about it because, you know, if it's a good book, you just kind of read it. But if you just have a book that's straight boring, I'm not boring, like Matt Holland's another example, you know, Hair of the Dog. That was from multiple people's perspectives. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is you don't want to store, like, at least for me, I don't want a whole novel that is just one guy's, you know, perspective 
and that's it. Like, I don't want just A to Z, one guy going through his daily life or whatever it is. You know, you want to introduce another character, maybe have some, some from their view. You just want to, like when you watch a TV show, it's yeah. not just one person and that's it. I mean, I'm sure there's novel out, novels out there that are like that. But I honestly can't really think of too many I've read where it's just the one focus and that's it. Like one focal point. Yeah. So you're going to write the next great American horror novel. That's what we came conclusion here. Yep, they're going to make 15 movies about it. I was thinking today how much money Stephanie Myers made off of Twilight. Don't, made do, me it. Sick. Don't do it, man. It just pissed just me stop. off. I'd like, how much do you... Like, I was trying to navigate in my mind how a movie deal would go. Like, we're going to give you this amount of money. I think personally, because, you know, you're not supposed to accept. You're supposed to, you know, no, make it extra 20 grand or whatever. Yeah. I think I'd be like, I'll 100% accept this deal if I get a cameo in the movie that's not allowed to be cut. Yeah. Final production. Yeah. I just want to... Because I want to be like Stephen King. I just want to be in all of the movies based on me. Stephen King, Alfred Hitchcock, all yeah. those guys. I just want to have just a, just a spot. Guess we could end this episode. We yeah. came to... I feel like at least I got some ideas for my story. Yeah. I don't know if I helped your novel. I, 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 I always feel like I'm better at like helping with other yeah. people's ideas. Well, maybe maybe I'm just terrible at helping you with your ideas. <laughs> at least give me something to mull over. And maybe whenever I have more of a concrete like idea and premise, maybe we can... You know, we'll do another brainstorming once I get, like, a better... Well, that and also you finish your fucking short stories. Yeah, yeah, we've got to get the first things done first. I just kind of wanted to come up with, like, I wanted to have, like... I didn't want to get done with these projects and not have nothing, like, lined up. I kind of wanted to at least yeah. have something kind of sketched out so I can go from... Because, like, that can kill your writing your writing mood, too. You get done with something, then you're like, what do I write now? And then you don't write anything, and then you just find yourself down in a ditch again. Well, I started in the ditch, so it's kind of yeah. like home. Well, anyway, folks, we hope you... Actually, fuck you guys. You should be giving us ideas, yeah. too. You yeah. should be calling in. The yeah. number is 1-800-BONER. <laughs> yeah, we, we got Twitters and emails. You guys should be sending us ideas of things you want us to write about. If we fucking knew how Twitter worked properly, I would do some live tweeting on this and have people shoot us some ideas. But also, then... Like, we also need you guys to, like... Yeah, like, we have trouble coming with episodes idea. You guys just need to start sending us some, like, random questions that we can discuss and kill some time with. Yeah, you're just sitting there listening, maybe in the nude with a stick of butter on your nipples, <laughs> and you're not going to tell us or give us any ideas or anything. You're just going to suck and suck, do, do, suck what you, dry. Wouldn't what, what you rather really come up have, like, have an idea and and uh, listen to us talk about it? Wouldn't that be cool for you? Yeah, wouldn't you like that? I influenced the show, like. Be like, that show that reaches 18 million people weekly <laughs> that's maybe in its lifetime legit number that show i influenced them and now i'm cool too hey if you give us ideas we'll shout you out on oh, the podcast definitely. yeah like so and so wanted to know our writing process uh, about whatever what else are we gonna do and it doesn't always have to be like whatever because if we get enough right enough questions we could do a question episode and they don't always have to all be about writing necessarily it could be about just that ever other random stuff no, I was we, thinking... I we mean, think we, you guys like to hear us talk about some bullshit from time to time. We do the DBS episodes. I think we need to start doing some DBS episodes that have nothing to do with writing or books. Yeah. Or comics. Yeah. Well, what else would we talk about? Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Maybe what some real world about, issues. Like, like, like sports or something? <laughs> <laughs> something, man. We're going to talk about some real shit, man. I don't, I don't want to talk about government stuff. That's just depressing. Well, no, no, no. I like politics. That, that'll tank us right into the fucking toilet. No, I'm talking about like life man where does it all go nowhere pretty much just like what you talk about if you're really high i guess <laughs> i don't know anyway you guys can reach us at drunkenpenwriting.com where you can also read our fancy fiction that's what we're calling now fancy fiction oh yeah yeah because we write it with monocles i was a little upset my uh my brother's fiance went on a flight she had to go to Denver for work. Didn't bring anything back? Well, no, no, no. Just that. But she texted me, like, before. She wanted to know, like, a, like my favorite Stephen King novel. And I was like, oh, well, that's a loaded question. But, like, because she wanted to, like, download something to read for the plane there. And she told me that, you know, no, she decided to go with the Green Mile, which is a very good, you know, excellent, good, yes. excellent pick. But everyone would be like, well, there is this website that has a lot of good writing on it that you could spend hours and hours of reading things off of. Yeah, that are free, and free, only, and only a couple minutes long. Turn like you read nothing like too terrible. <laughs> Fuck. 
Just keep so keep that in mind when you hear this episode. Yeah, lady, that I don't know, so I can say things about. I'm sure she's a very nice she's lady. Nice lady, probably a lot nicer than us. Oh yes, definitely. Maybe she even read read some of your stuff. Yeah, once. yeah. maybe. Anyway, and you can hit us Sorry. up <laughs> at, on Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing. You can go to Facebook and debate us on anything literary if you'd like. Nope. Well, it'll be a strong, strong debate. I will definitely reply within the year. And <laughs> you can go on the uh, Goodreads, which Mr. Ashley Hatter has not been on recently. I think he got burnt Boo. out. Boo. Boo. I'm not moderating it, Ashley. I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not hopping aboard the Goodreads train, which I kind of think I should get fucking ditch Twitter and go to Goodreads because there's actual writers on there. Yeah. And not just... Uh, What's your favorite? What's your main character's favorite color underpants? Like I'm so sick of that. Or these stupid polls. It's all my feet. I don't even read it anymore. Like I almost like I try. I wanted to build up the following, but I'm just like I don't give a fuck about all this. It's nonsense. You're not yeah. talking about writing. You're just talking about dumb shit just to get a response. What's the point? Are these people even buying your books? Probably not. Nope. And then most of you are selling your books for ninety nine cents anyway. The fuck are you doing? Probably not reading them. No. Who? Like, except for, like, you know, the book of the month kind of thing we were doing, I generally don't read books that cost 99 cents if I don't know the author because yeah. I'm like, well, this, I don't want to be the guy that stereotypes, especially, like, Matt Holland's book. Was that 99 cents? I don't remember. It was yeah. just it was just the ebook though. I'm talking about yeah. print books. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, if it's, like, under $3, I'm not going to think the quality's good. If you're having, like, a sale, okay, but if that's just the price, I'm like, is it good? Like, why are you just giving it away pretty much? Anyway... So you can hit us up on those platforms. You can go to our Twitch where we game. We just play games for hours. That's not drunk of pen writing though. That's um, what was that? Cuck boners fight <laughs> something. That's a different website that you go to. Oh, that's the other one. I run. Yeah, yeah, that's the other one you were. Yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Oh. That's your other uh, uh business. <laughs> we need another fucking <laughs> business. Make some damn money. Need some to pay for this podcast. I worry if we ever start a, uh, what is it, Patreon, that we're going to have to, like, have fucking rewards or something. Uh, like, I just, I don't, I'm out of time, man. That's yeah. the problem. I don't have the time to do this stuff. We need a guy. Yeah. That we don't have to pay. We need an intern. We need a desperate intern. If we can, you know what? Maybe I'll just fork over the hundred bucks or whatever it costs and just get, like, an LLC so it's like we're an actual company. Oh, and yeah. then maybe we get an intern. We'll pay you in, uh coffee yeah we'll give you free beer all the free beer you want it'll be a fun place to work i was like <laughs> you just hear in the background of the podcast clear off that fucking mess you shithead like, <laughs> why is the fucking table sticky we can't podcast sticky table get over here gunther <laughs> hey skyler did you fucking wash the dishes yet they can't but i feel like you're just making them do your household work. <laughs> shut up shut up spencer you don't know you don't know what gunther and skyler do oh we got two now yeah you have gunther and skyler okay one of them's got to be the bitch. You know what the other one is? Also the bitch. This is an alpha bitch and an alpha bitch and a beta bitch. You need two bitches, but you need one of the bitches to tell the other bitch what to do. Yeah. So he's the bitch's bitch. That's the way I, you know, Accurate. when we both worked at Walmart, that's kind of what we were. We were the bitches of the bitches' yeah. bitches. Bitches, man. Bitches. 99 problems and they're all bitches. All of them. All of them. Just a bit. The one, the one problem I don't have. Making money. Making money. Because I'm rich, bitch. And I wish. If I was rich, our studio would be balling. We'd have, have some goddamn Alex Jones gay frog pictures if we were balling. That's, oh, we didn't tell the fans about that. Because that made it into the one episode, right? I don't remember. I don't the, whenever you played him the mute, the song. Oh, the song, yeah. Yeah, definitely. that made it into that one episode, right? Yeah. Just so they know what we're talking about. Yeah, Alex Jones had a rant about gay frogs and somebody made a remix of it on youtube and it's fucking hilarious and uh it's one of my favorite things ever created by anybody <laughs> and we were at when we went to the shitty altoona con normally not shitty but it was shitty this year one artist it caught my eye instantly from yeah. a distance yeah on, that was on our first lap i think first lap he had a a painting i believe it was uh it looked like a painting it was a print but it, it was a print but yeah it he, looked painted yeah i think it was but it was his art and it was uh, Alex Jones, gay frog. And like Alex Jones in his full glory of Alex Jones face. Just it was wonderful. And I said, here, here, good sir. 
I would like to purchase one Alex Jones painting and threw down a $500 bill with uh, Whoopi Goldberg on it. That's real currency yeah. where I come from. And uh, Stonewall Jackson, maybe that's it. Who's on the $500 bill, Spencer? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know because no, you never no. had a $500 bill because <laughs> no, you're not balling. I'm not. Anyway, so I was like, here, here, good sir. And I threw him 19 shekels. And he <laughs> said, oh, I don't have any more of those. And I just want to be like, how about the one that's hanging up, <laughs> yeah. you fuck? He's like, you got to go on my Etsy site. Not even my, you know, anything else. Just Etsy. I'm like, ooh. That you don't even have an actual website. You're on Etsy. And then nothing wrong with selling shit on Etsy. It's just kind of, you know, <laughs> the online junk. And then he's also like, oh, but market. you can get like buy two, get one free. But you also have to pay for shipping, dude. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I, I just wanted want to- the sweet Alex Jones. I felt like um, Jonah Hill in the 40-year-old virgin when he's in the eBay store and he wants to buy the fucking shoes with the fish in them. Yeah. The platform shoes. And he looks at her and he's like, I'd like to buy these, please. And she goes, oh, you have to buy them on eBay. You can't. This is just a... Uh, fucking front or something you can't buy it in here and he's like i, I don't understand so like, you have to go online to buy this and he's like i'm holding these in my hand can i just i would like to buy these now how about i give you money and you give me these sweet shoes so no it doesn't work like that that's exactly what this guy was doing to me i'm just like it's right there i can see it if you're obviously not going to sell it because you know you're out how about i give you my 19 shekels and, and it's not like that book was, of stamps and you take it and, and it's not like that was the original it was a print itself and it's like you can make more prints obviously you're gonna make more prints because you're why out. wouldn't you make more prints of it why is he out because it's sold it's like the only thing probably anybody ever bought and he looked very offended that i wanted that i don't know if you caught that like he yeah. just kind of seemed like Maybe he thought we were just a couple right-wing assholes. Because, you know, like Alex Jones' yeah. audience. He's like, ugh, fucking these kind of guys. I, I, no. I just wanted the fucking... I was going to hang it in our studio. Yeah. And now I can't. And i um, very upset about it. I'm still... I'm I'm reeling. Yeah. I never got over that. And if I ever see that guy again, not only am I not going to buy his Alex Jones painting, I'm going to fucking break his whole booth. And I'm going to kick him in the glasses. And I'm going to touch him. <laughs> With my thumb in his eye. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> where it's going. Ric Flair stuff. What did you think? Woo! Woo! <sighs> a man can dream of how, having an awesome podcast studio. If we got some sweet <laughs> Patreon money, we can afford it. This is why you listen to After the Credits, kiddos. After the credit, We should start having After Credits segment. We have a cold intro. Why not After Credits? I feel like we do enough. Marvel style. Because it worked for them. Why mother, wouldn't it mother. work for us? That's a lie. I've had some after credits on here when we say something really ridiculous. I'm like, I don't think we could say this on the show necessarily without getting in trouble. But if like the music plays and only the people that aren't paying attention or they're like drunk or high. So they just let it roll after or the music. They, or they've listened to an episode and they have an idea what we talk about. And they get, yeah. like when they, when they get to that stuff, they're not as like, oh, that that's par for the course. Of the, the, that's the first thing they're listening to. Yeah. Oh shit! Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. What are the odds that I would say Whoopi Goldberg's <laughs> name and she's calling you? Is it the Whoopi Goldberg? Or is that just somebody in your phone named Whoopi Goldberg? It's the Whoopi Goldberg. No eyebrows and all. Huh? Uh, no eyebrows. That's crazy, man. She won an Oscar. That lady. Yeah. That vibrating fucking really weird me out. Really loud. Well, I just want that goddamn Alex Jones painting. Right. No, maybe I should just commission somebody for that. We should. Yeah. I feel like this has happened before. Didn't I also see awesome art somewhere before I wanted to buy? Because it's rare I want to buy somebody's yeah. art. Because I don't have anywhere to put it. And then I found, I remember finding something very awesome. And then they didn't have it. It's always like the one thing. Maybe it was like the already strongest man in the world I remember seeing. From something like that, Pete, yeah. Pete I wanted. And it's like, oh, this is my last one. I can't sell it. What? what do you, like, why why do you have it on display? The, no, why, why can't you sell the last one? I don't get that. It's Just like when you go more. in a store and you're like, oh, I really like this table. Can I buy it? It would be perfect for my podcast, Mr. Guy at Big Lots. And then that guy looks at you, Caleb, and says, hey, I'm sorry. This is, uh, we're all out of them. You can't buy it. Well, why can't I buy it? Because we're sold out. Well, are you going to get any more in? Nope. Well, this what do sound, I do? This sounds like a painful story. Is this, did this actually happen? Yes, it did. It was Choose the perfect story? podcast table. And then uh, this was only a couple months ago. And then I asked the guy and he said, well, you could buy the display model. And I was like, well, is it cheaper? Because it's all fucking scratched up and shit. And he was like, no, it's full price. And I said, well, go fuck, fuck you yourself guy. there. Fuck you, guy. Good day, sir. And I took my 19 shekels back. And this is, this is, why, this is why Amazon makes it money. 
the point is I cannot get rid of these goddamn shekels. <laughs> like nobody will take them because they, every time they just deny me my purchase. Like, imagine if everyone works like that. Oh, you're at Starbucks. I'll have one venti iced Sorry, Americano, sir, we're please. Out of coffee. We don't All coffee. No coffee for you. Oh man. Maybe I should stop throwing the money at them so hard first and like <laughs> wait and throw the money after the transactions set to go. So anyway, that was the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm sure you guys just love it. And if not, there's plenty of other podcasts. You know, you should give us money though. Yes. I was thinking about putting a donate button on the website, but I don't know how that would do. You could do something. Yeah. Something make money. We could actually, I guess, make content and sell it. That'd probably be merch. Merch. We want to make merch. Problem making merch is effort. Yes. Um, but I got some good ideas for merch. Anyway, you folks have a lovely evening. Bye. Bye.